So some time ago, a dear, dear friend of mine named Alan, he's gifted, incredibly intelligent, and God has seen fit to gift him with a pretty good paycheck. He drives a BMW 750 class, that's the big one, it's like a living room on wheels, and he wanted to get a new one. And BMW in Germany, it stands for Bavarian Motor Works out of Munich, was running a deal. If you come over to Germany and buy a new car, drive it around Germany, we'll ship it back as a used car, and actually it would save about six to $9,000 than if you just drove over to uh, an imported car uh, sales lot and picked one up new. You'd save that much money, plus you got to go to Germany. In fact, BMW even sent two tickets, airline tickets, for free. Well, when Alan got the tickets after he signed up for this deal, he said to his wife, Pam, he said, honey, we got to go. And this was in September. And, and she said, honey, we can't go. We got, we got three kids. They're, they're going to school. He says, but I got the tickets. She said, why don't you take the pastor? I said, yeah, why don't you take the pastor? So my friend Alan and I jumped on an airplane, Lufthansa, and we went over to flew into Munich, Germany. Just happened to arrive on the day where one of the biggest outdoor parties called Oktoberfest was beginning. And we, being the observer, observant people that we are, we, we wanted to go and investigate it. The next day we went over to the BMW factory took a taxi over there from our hotel, Sofitel. Picked up his new BMW, got to tour some of the factory there. And then we decided to drive a little bit around Munich and then we went up to Nuremberg, phenomenal Lutheran church up there, St. Lawrence Lutheran Church, amazing, gorgeous, like a cathedral. And then, uh, in the evening, we stopped at some Gasthaus. They didn't speak English. We didn't speak German. I ate meat. I don't know what it was. It tasted pretty good. I just kept saying meat. I want meat. And so he threw meat down. I don't know what it was. It tasted good. Anyway, ended up going up to Wittenberg. Now, Wittenberg is in former East Germany. You know, there used to be a division between East and West Germany. And then about 20 years ago, there was a wall in... Uh, Berlin, between East and West, about 20 years ago, the wall came down and Germany was reunited. They call it reunification. But East, the eastern part of Germany is still somewhat behind West Germany in regards to, to economy, in regards to um, personality, actually. So we got up to Wittenberg, this famous town, Martin Luther's, uh, not his birthplace, he was born in Eisleben but did most of his work in the city Wittenberg where started the Reformation, bringing the gospel back into the church, nailing 95 theses on a church door. A thesis is a statement of belief that he wanted to debate. Nail them to the church door because back then they didn't have um, mass media. In fact, at that time, Gutenberg was inventing a printing press that would mass produce things, but before that, there was no mass media. So if you wanted to get the word out, you simply took a, a big sheet of paper, wrote on it, and nailed it to the church door. That's like the town bulletin board. 
So we get into Wittenberg, and it's about midnight. And we are staying in a hotel that is right between Luther's home and Wittenberg University. It's sandwiched right in between. I mean, how cool is that? Well, we checked into the hotel about midnight, got ourselves settled, and decided we'd go explore the town, because it's Wittenberg. Now, we went out there, outside, and it was like a ghost town. So you're right down in this main drag, and we walk down, and I'm wondering where the castle church is, where he nailed the 95 theses on the church door that started the Reformation, that brought the gospel back into the church, and I'm looking for this, and all of a sudden, I see these huge, two humongous statues. One of Luther and one of a guy named Philip Melanchthon. He was one of Luther's uh, fellow reformers. And, and in this big town square are these huge statues. And, and not quite as tall as the ceiling from the stage to the ceiling, but pretty close. And I, I thought, and Luther's holding an open Bible, and I thought, how cool that would be if I could climb up there and kind of lay like I was in his arms. <laughs> I couldn't get up there, though. Well, anyway, my friend Al and I were taking pictures all over the place. And then all of a sudden, I noticed right behind it was this huge building, and it was shrouded in canvas. And there were big fences around the building, and big yellow tape that said, Verboten means forbidden. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me, oh no, that must be the castle church where Luther ushered into the world through the power of the Holy Spirit, the gospel again. But there were fences around it and this canvas. See, they do this thing called tuck pointing where they fix the brickwork. And they probably were fixing the stained glass. But there was canvas around it and these fences. And I thought, not only would I not get to touch the building, I really couldn't even see it. And so I went, oh no. My friend Alan said, what? I said, look, we're not going to get to touch the castle church. So we kind of walked over to the fence. And these verboten signs all over the place. And I was like, oh, man. And then Alan said, hey, look. And there was like this little opening between where two fences came together. He said, come on. And he kind of wiggled himself through. And he said, come on, pastor. And I'm looking. In the way, I'm getting through that spot. <laughs> he said, come on. I said, all right. So I climbed the fence. I'm now inside the fence. We went behind the canvas, and here is this building. Hundreds of years old. And I thought, this is it. I went up. I touched it. I put my face against it. And I just wanted the building to emanate through me. And I prayed, dear God, thank you for letting me have this moment. And then Alan said, hey, look. And inside the canvas was scaffolding and stairs where the workmen were going to work. And it was deserted. And he said, come on. I said, oh, no. He said, come on. I said, okay. And we went running up the stairs. We got up to about, he's faster than I am, so he got higher than me faster. We got up about to about the seventh floor. And I was kind of going down some boards, and I looked. And there was a balcony about six feet away from the end of the uh, scaffolding and then about five or six feet down. I thought, I can make that. So I backed up and I ran and I went, yeah, yeah. And I landed on the balcony. And there was a door. 
and I went over the door and I checked it. To this day, I thank the good Lord it was locked because at this point, it's just trespassing, not breaking and entering. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'd have gone in. Okay, enough's enough. I thought I'd better get back on the scaffolding. When I went back over to the edge of the balcony, and the scaffolding was not only five feet away, but the board was about five feet or six feet away. It was about five feet up. And I didn't know there were no boards below it. It was one of the boards that had a, a, a structure underneath, but there were no other boards. Seven stories down. I had two choices. Either be standing there, this slightly chubby, albeit good-looking pastor on the balcony, waving to the workmen, or make a grab. There's no way I was getting caught. I backed up. I ran as hard as I could. Stopped. If I miss, I'm going to be going home to heaven. And I wasn't thinking that was God's plan at that moment. So I backed up and I ran and I jumped off of the balcony and I wrapped my arms around the, the scaffolding and I swung my leg up and I was, I was safe. And I was laying on my, my stomach there, breathing hard. And all of a sudden I heard, ah! And I heard flapping of wings. I said, are you all right? He goes, just barely. Later I found out he was going past this big, it's called a cupola. And there was some recess in there and some birds had built a nest. And as he was going by, he woke him up and they came flying out. And he almost fell. He was about 11 stories up. And almost fell off the scaffolding. He said, that's enough too. So he's running down. By the time I get my wits back about me and stand up, he's already passed me. And we're running down the scaffolding. And the boards and the metal are creaking and groaning. We didn't care. We just wanted to get down. It was, it was deserted. We got to the bottom. It felt so good. He wiggled his little body through that opening. He said, come on. I ran, grabbed the fence, put my toes in, started climbing, got to the top, spun my leg over, and all of a sudden, three squad cars came roaring around the corner, blue lights flashing. And you know, European cop cars have the coolest sirens. You know, better than ours. But I really didn't want to take the time to enjoy that. So I'm on the fence, these guys come rolling up. Six officers jump out, hands like on their hips, staring at me, and one starts yelling at me in German. I got my hands in the air. <laughs> he keeps yelling at German. Finally, I said, if you're gonna yell at me, you gotta speak English. I don't speak German. He said, Amerikanisch. I said, Jawohl. It's one of the few things I know. He said, get down. I said, okay came over, he took his light, flashed it right in my eyes, right in my face. And before my eyes kind of went blinded from the light, I saw this incredible shocked expression on his face. And then he said the words, you're old. <laughs> Thanks. He said, what are you doing? I said, officer, can I come down all the way? Because I was only partially. He said, yeah. I said, officer, I'm a Lutheran minister, and I got this ring. It's got black onyx with a gold cross in it, and so I thought that might prove it, so I was like holding it up like he's a vampire, and I was trying to keep him away, you know. <laughs> I'm a Lutheran minister. He said, yeah, so? 
I said, this is my first time to your beautiful country. Maybe the only time I get to be here. I just had to touch this building. He said, what? I said, I had to touch this building. This is where the Reformation began. The castle church, this is where it all happened. I had to touch it. He looked at me and said, why did you want to touch the city hall? <laughs> it wasn't the church. It wasn't. He said, there's the castle church. And here is this monstrosity that somehow we neglected to see. And even at the top, there's a big Big tower, and it says, Einfesteberg, which means a mighty fortress, the great hymn of Martin Luther. He said, that's the castle church. And then he called his friends. He said, come here in German. And he quickly told them the story, and they all started. One guy was laughing so hard he was doubled over. <laughs> he said, you got passports? I thought, great. Not only am I laughing stock, I'm getting arrested. Gave him my passport. Gave my, my friend gave him his, the passport and he said, okay, did you do anything in the building? Absolutely not, officer. Didn't even get in there. Rather glad about that. He said, did you do any vandalism? I said, of course not. I said, I thought this was the church. I just needed to be near it. I wanted to be close. I wanted to investigate. He said, they don't train you pastors very well over there, do they? <laughs> he said, well, fun's fun. Gave us our passports back. He said, now you go home. Go back to your hotel. Call it a night. Stay away from signs that save her boat. Went back home. We're about six hours ahead of Germany from where we are in Chicago. So I quickly got back to our hotel room, fired up the laptop, got on the internet and started a note to my wife, dear Joanne, the good news is we didn't get arrested tonight. <laughs> now I tell you that to tell you, yes. I tell you that to tell you this. We're gonna try to handle our own lives alone. We're gonna try to go it alone. We can't even find a castle church when it's bigger than life without almost getting arrested. 